Hello and welcome to episode number 70 of the Fundraising Bright Spots podcast. This is the show for anyone who works in fundraising and who wants ideas and maybe a dose of inspiration to help you enjoy your job and raise more money, especially during the pandemic. And today I'm sharing a really interesting story of maximising a great idea, as related by a very experienced community fundraiser called Dan McNally, who is Head of Regional Development for Muscular Dystrophy UK. One of the glorious fundraising successes for his charity in the last 18 months was achieved by a brave six-year-old girl named Carmela. She set out to raise £5,000 for the charity and ended up raising more than 10 times that figure, over £50,000, inspiring attention from national TV and a Hollywood star along the way. In our conversation, Dan relates the story of what she did and what he and his colleagues did to help add value and wow factor to the initiative. Whatever kind of fundraising you do, I think you're going to enjoy this heroic story, as well as Dan's ideas and tips for how to maximise great opportunities. Dan McNally, how are you? I'm good, thanks Rob. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Fundraising Bright Spots podcast. Thank you so much for making time to talk to me. And just before we get into this fascinating story you mentioned to me the other day, uh, you and I worked together quite a bit uh, on and off over the years, especially when you were at uh, British Heart Foundation. But now you're at Muscular Dystrophy UK. Could you just start off by telling us a tiny bit about that charity and what's your role now? Fab, yes. Um, So I've been at Muscular Dystrophy UK or MDUK, sometimes abbreviated as, um, for uh, almost a couple of years now. Uh, uh, So it's a national charity uh, and it leads the fight against muscle wasting conditions. So about 70,000 children and adults in the UK are living with muscle weakening conditions that are progressive. Uh, And so we're here uh, as a charity to find treatments and cures for research um, but also to, to drive improvement of people's quality of life uh, today as well. Uh, and I head up the uh, what most people would see as a community fundraising team. Uh, we just call it regional development within uh, our charity. Um, and obviously that can mean lots of different Uh, things to different charities community fundraising it's a very broad name Uh, we don't do national events uh, in my team uh, but what we do do is obviously uh, the classic bake sales the national awareness days the volunteer branches but obviously much much more than that you know we're a powerful team of relationship experts um, and yeah we just try and uh, bring to life people's fundraising and support them along the way when they want to fundraise um, on behalf of the charity Got it. And the reason I especially wanted to invite you to the podcast is you've had some great successes uh, during the pandemic, but there was one in particular, which was such an eye-catching story. And uh, I found it really moving on, on several levels. I would love for you to share that story of what Carmela did. She's a supporter of your charity. Would you just start by telling us in your words what happened with this story? Sure. Uh, So like most of our um, amazing fundraisers in the charity world, uh, it was someone who was incredibly connected to the cause, uh, a beneficiary of ours and someone who has a muscle wasting condition that we uh, support. Uh, And her name was Carmela. Um, and she was a, she is a six year old girl uh, and as I say is affected by uh, muscular dystrophy but she's an incredibly bright happy 
has a zest for life little girl, um, but has a sadly a daily struggle uh, with the fact that her rare form of muscular dystrophy means that her uh, muscles are progressively getting weaker over time. So it's affecting her ability to walk, um, her use of her arms. So simple things like brushing her uh, teeth uh, is a real challenge uh, and it will ultimately shorten her life. But from looking at her and seeing her, you would never know that because she's incredibly brave. She takes uh, each day as it comes and is just incredibly funny and almost kind of wise beyond her years. She's, as I say, only six years old, but can can handle a TV crew better than I can. Um, and so we had known about her for you know a number of years. She's been a, a, a key supporter of ours. But when the pandemic hit, uh, we spotted that special potential in her story because of her personality, because of what she wanted to do. Um, and ultimately that led to us uh, having a breakthrough with her personal fundraising challenge that she set herself uh, and us raising over 50,000 pounds for our charity, which was incredibly vital at that moment in time during, you know, the height of COVID. Um, so, sorry, Dan, just to, to jump in, to be clear, her original target, she said she wanted to raise 5,000. Was that right? But yes, 5,000 pounds. It was, uh, you know, what we would call in, in aid of or DIY supporter, uh, someone who had a little fundraising idea uh, and, and, and wanted to do that within her own community. But there were a few key critical steps that we were able to kind of amplify her story in the, in the, in the wider than her own network that meant that then it, it really took off. Um, and ultimately you need that incredible story. You know, you need to have that passion and the connection to cause and the determination that six-year-old Carmela does. But we were able to do some quite specific things, which obviously we'll talk about today, which I do believe means that you can, you know, act as a catalyst really, that all of a sudden things can take off um, and you're gaining support from uh, beyond your normal sphere of influence. Um, you know, essentially what we might call cold supporters are hearing about this story and wanting to support Carmela in her um, challenge. Mm. And so do you want to, to go from there then? She wanted to do this um, fundraising activity and what were the, a couple of the key steps along the way where the whole level went up? And what was your thought process on what was the charity able to do in partnership with Carmela and her family to make that happen? Yeah, so Carmela's challenge in a nutshell, um, it took many different guises at the start, which maybe we'll uh, come on to. It took many twists and turns, but what it uh, essentially honed down to in the end and what was the key to her success was that Carmela um, has a true true love for wonder woman the comic character and uh, movie uh, character and has a real connection and affinity because uh, you know many people see her as wonder woman as well with the daily struggles she has to go to uh, through and so um, she decided she wanted to walk one kilometer a day which was the equivalent of a marathon to, to you or me um, 
and take her from her home in Wiltshire all the way to the filming location of the new Wonder Woman 1984 film that was just about to be released uh, at the end of 2020. Um, and so it all centred around the fact that she was um, doing a daily walk with uh, friends and family supporting her as well to be able to get to the distance from where she lived all the way to the filming location of her favourite film. Uh, and and really, I think what the essence of of why it became so powerful was that is a genuine and authentic connection. She absolutely loves uh, Wonder Woman and the character, um, and so already had lots of her merchandise, knew all about the films, and so was be, was able to speak really articulately about that. But it's also a really striking image. Carmela as a six-year-old girl would dress up as Wonder Woman um, and take on her daily walking challenge. And so it was incredibly, you know, uh, stark and contrasting images of her you know, really be bringing that superhero vibe to life um, and being a Wonder Woman herself as she took on this challenge all to in the hope to raise money for our charity, Muscular Dystrophy UK, uh, to help fund research um, into her condition. Uh, so so that's, that's kind of the, the essence in a nutshell. But through luckily us being able to um, explore networks beyond uh, where you know the family's own connections, we were able to ultimately absolutely smash her target uh, of of five thousand uh, pounds, and it also culminated in the 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 lead actress Wonder Woman in this new film Gal Gadot hearing about Carmela. Uh, recording her a special message while she appeared on the BBC's One Show uh, and also um, donating an substantial amount to top her um, her fundraising just giving page up uh, by by you know, almost £5,000. So it, it really was a glorious story, which not only meant it was incredibly um, you know, valuable to the charity to receive those funds at that time, but it was a way for us to uh, get our awareness out there about what we do as a charity but most importantly when I look back on that time that crazy few months it was also uh, amazing for our supporter Carmela as well she had some amazing experiences that will stay with her for the rest of her life uh, so it was, a, it was a really nice package that um, was really heartwarming to go through but did require you know us to be on top of our game and to be aware of those very, you know, key fundraising principles in order for it to achieve such great success as well. Thank you, Dan, for, for giving us the first main bit of the story. Uh, maybe the listener is wondering, well, you know, the, to be honest, we come across all kinds of inspiring supporters, all different ages, shapes and sizes, doing really brave, wonderful things. How could we, and, and you know, at our best, we'd be trying to, maximize and support all of them to the best of our ability but um in this case how how did you realize that there was even more potential if you mm. were to try to do things differently for Carmela definitely I've obviously touched on a couple which are that Carmela had connected something that was truly you know genuine to her a love of the superhero Wonder Woman and that really helped when she was you know uh, giving uh, media interviews uh, highlighting what a true hero Carmela is in her own right that really worked as a concept it was also incredibly visual um, and so I think that's really important to spread people were sharing this incredibly 
uh, moving image of um, a six-year-old uh, dressed up as Wonder Woman battling through a walk. But I think also just that we knew that the media were looking for stories, and they still are right now, that give readers a break and offer a fresh perspective during the pandemic that are those you know, those green shoots of hope, you know, that there's light even amongst the time of darkness. Um, and, I, and I think that helped us uh, re- start to reach a breakthrough point that we were getting pick up when prior to the pandemic, there weren't, there wasn't such an appetite for, for charitable stories. And I think that appetite is still there. Uh, but we had to be realistic and candid about the potential of and the power of this story. You know, um, we we all love every supporter and we want them to get press pickup and them to, you know, maybe be the next viral sensation. Um, but I think what's special, the special ingredient in this um, is probably the backstory. It's the unusual element of how that supporter has chosen to fundraise for your charity. Um, and, and I think you need to look at, if you're looking to try and um, gain, you know, a little bit more traction with the media and, and for this to break out your 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 normal sphere of supporters, is you need to ask yourself, what special quality does this story have that will compel people just to pay a little bit more attention, literally maybe even two or three seconds as they're scrolling through their newsfeed um, amongst other hundreds of amazing fundraisers that we come across every day. Does it provoke an emotion that, will mean that you would you're likely to share this story with your friends or to share it online on social media um and does it have a sense in that story that um is is about inspiration um or is it is it provoking admiration because what we've found through doing research since this uh amazing story we try to you know uh, undo it backwards and, and work out why it d- did so well and it, that's because research has found has shown us that if you share content about someone else's personal story on your own social media the driving motivation behind doing so is to share that feeling of awe that feeling of admiration with your friends or your followers online um, and I think that's you know, at the heart of what this was. This was an absolute awe of what this amazing girl with a disability was doing, uh, you know, very similar to, to, you know, the likes of Captain Tom, et cetera, obviously to a whole grand scale. But the, we were, we, I knew we were onto a winner with this story because it wasn't purely a campaign about sadness or loss, or it wasn't a, a campaign trying to make someone laugh. Those things are important online, but actually what trumps them all um, is admiration and inspiration. If 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 you hunt out such stories of people um, triumphing in the face of adversity, they're incredibly powerful, um, and it, and it boosts per- per- people's perception of the world. It makes them feel good about themselves once they've read the story, um, because it it shows them that there are amazing people out there uh, and encourages them then to take action. So try and hunt those stories out and don't be afraid to show what a challenge that supporter is going through that this is not easy this is not something that an everyday person would be able to you know uh, appreciate without you going into the depths of of that story yes that makes sense so said differently deep down it's part of the human condition that life for all of us has its tough moments Therefore, all of us at some level have a hunger for some sources of hope. 
mm. that things can get better, even if sometimes we're not always sure of our own ability to do that. When we hear someone overcoming adversity and or being especially brave or big hearted, it does connect with the vast majority of human beings. Definitely. I think people took a lot of comfort during a time of disruption um, in the sense that they, they were bought into this story and they could see that there was a hero in it and that ultimately they were going to win. You know, it actually gave a sense of um, fairness in the world and and comfort when uh, there wasn't a lot of it around. Um, and I don't think that time has passed. You know, you, when we switch on our TVs, it's still predominantly um, overwhelmed with coronavirus stories. And so there is still these opportunities to work your uh, narrative in about how you've got a special story as well. Yeah. And a, a bit later, I'd love to get your, your take, because I, I, I gather you've got a, a colleague uh, working in your press team who's really experienced in understanding yeah. more about this of you know uh, a spotting it and b how and when to persist because she you know she's worked on national newspapers and she she understands what editors are looking for but for now i wanted to track back a bit to to a couple of things you did as a fundraiser to uh take things to a new level and add value to carmela to support her and, and help you know make her challenge and her adventure you know more rich more exciting mm. so we so we've done what you may call the basic things but it's what we should all be trying to do with our supporters uh, who are taking on community-based sponsored events and that was to empower them to explore their networks you know almost informally using kind of major donor network mapping to for them to visualize over the phone um okay yeah i do know this person i do know that person i can share uh, my just giving page of them. You know, we all we all compartmentalize our lives, and all of a sudden, by doing that, we'd found a few different avenues to explore with with workplace um, uh, colleagues, etc. That they could they could push their just giving page out to. But I think what created then that next level of support um, is where you we were able to then connect into people beyond Carmela and her parents' uh, own network. Um, and, and beyond our own immediate circle of donors and followers as well, we didn't just share this on social media. We were really looking for, a, you know, a media outlet, a celebrity, an influencer, a social media page, something that could deliver that message to, you know, more people on mass, because we really believed in the, the powerful impact of this story. And we knew that that could then have a, a knock on effect to the fundraising total made. So one of the things we did um, was I used LinkedIn for its purpose to look out and seek connections because we knew the timeliness the timeliness of this was that the film was due to be launched in a, in a couple of months time the wonder woman new uh, dc film and so i hunted out uh, warner brothers contact details so i literally used linkedin search advanced search feature and was able to find uh, the lead publicist for the wonder woman 1984 film on linkedin and sent her a you know, a direct message, an unsolicited message to say, check out this local news article, which we'd secured at the time, uh, something just in the local paper, but it was online. So it had a really, you know, it, she could click on it and have a look and see the amazing images of Carmela practicing ready to start her challenge. Um, and she read it, you know, it was that case of just putting yourself out there. I only had to go to one person and she, within a day, 
messaged me back with her mobile number to call her. Obviously, she was working from home at the time and said, you know, we're, we're really inspired by this. I, I I think we can do something, you know. And, and so it was just that case of thinking, okay, what other angle can we use here? We know the film's out. So obviously, that's not always going to be the case for other people. But is there something at the moment in time that's current that you can latch yourself onto? Because what we knew the media were looking for was relevance as well. You know, how can this be linked into what's going on at the moment? Uh, and so when we then fast forwarded to being able to get onto Good Morning Britain, um, you know, they, they played the film trailer alongside Carmela's story because that just gave it that, that kind of um, placement in our, on a timeline that she's doing this and the film's coming out and it all worked really well together. So that was one of the things that we did was, was to, to reach out to the film company and, and, you know, they're, they're ultimately, you know, <laughs> during the pandemic was where I'm sure struggling cinemas were closed. They, took this as an opportunity um, and, and were very genuine about it as well, that they could give some amazing experiences to Carmela, uh, our supporter as well. But ultimately, this may also generate some interesting uh, press for the film as well. Hi, it's Rob, and I just want to jump in really quickly to let you know about our Major Gifts Mastery Programme, which is our flagship training programme and is a combination of masterclasses and one-to-one coaching to help fundraising professionals from education and other charities to grow their confidence and their income. To give you a sense of the difference it makes, here's what one fundraiser, Sarah Davies, who's an experienced higher education fundraiser, said about how it helped her. I've just finished Rob Wood's Major Gift Mastery programme and it's been amazing. Um, The last six months of doing this course, I've had the most successful time in my job to date. I've had three or four major breakthroughs and my confidence has increased and it's no coincidence. I know this course has helped massively. Also, my colleague who works with me has been doing this course as well and she's had the best six months in her career as well. Again, major breakthroughs and I really encourage you, if you can find the budget within your organisation, to apply for this. If you'd like to find out more, go to brightspotfundraising.co.uk forward slash services and then click on Major Gifts Mastery Programme. For now, though, back to the interview as Dan and I continue to talk about the various lessons he learned through Carmela's amazing challenge. So before you did that, uh, it was a wonderful story, but a local story. And it, and although Carmela was inspired by the film, the film didn't know anything about Carmela at all. Carmela was just doing this thing separate. But by taking a chance and being a bit creative and a bit brave, but then technically making sure you included the, the, the authority of the newspaper article rather than just explaining it yourself, you managed to, to get the, uh, that person's interest. And from there on, uh, I guess it really snowballed in terms of national media and the one show. And indeed, presumably that's how then the star of the Wonder Woman film, Gal Gadot, that, yes. that's how she then heard about it? Yeah, exactly. So uh, the way that obviously ITV and BBC local uh, broadcast news works is that not only will they take, you know, for their own local news, they can also then pass up that film for the national news and to other programmes as well. And so uh, my press colleagues were very keen to say, could this be uh, considered, you know, could this make, could this be the happy story at the end of the news? And so once we'd run it 
uh, once it had been run on on local BBC uh, news, uh, they did then pass it up to for it to be uh, then rolled up onto the national next national six o'clock news, uh, and then from then it was again rolled up on to be on BBC Breakfast news as well, which is kind of the the you know the the the, the really kind of um, top level of where you want to get to with this. So that's often how it works. You know, you don't necessarily all go straight into you know appearing on the on the red sofas of BBC breakfast that, you know, they, they learn that this has got traction, this story, and that's how it goes up. Um, and then the way that the actress, uh, lead actress Gal Gardot found out about it and then gave an incredible donation herself, uh, was all through verified Twitter accounts. When you're a celeb yourself, uh, one of the options that appears to you, if you've got the coveted blue tick is that you can look at notifications only from other verified people, <laughs> other celebs as well. Um, and we'd managed to get news uh, outlets and other, you know, less well-known but verified Twitter accounts tweeting about this. And because they are verified, it dropped into the notifications of Gal Gadot. Literally when she was filming uh, a film, she was taking a break and was strolling through her Twitter feed and just spotted again because of the very visual aspect of this, saw Carmela with her walking sticks trying to walk a kilometre a day and and in a, a very raw and genuine moment replied to her and said, you know, you are the real Wonder Woman, um, and then gave a donation. And from that, um, it spiralled into her also recording a message for her. Uh, and then I think the key to this story is constantly looking to keep that fire alight. You know, we, we'd, we'd had the burning embers, we'd managed to get it a bit bigger, and we really knew we'd, we'd <laughs> hit, hit the big time when Gal had got involved. You know, she's a Hollywood actress, uh, an incredibly talented woman. And so that in itself made a story, you know, that then, you know, was rocket fuel to go to that next level where it was in, you know, national newspapers talking about the fact and a screenshot of the Just Giving donation and a screenshot of her tweet, um, all, you know, promoted by us with a press release so that we could get our message in there. But we were then, uh, you know, really snowballing at that point. Mm. And for the listeners who uh, haven't, been involved in a story like this and or who've not worked in journalism or you know, don't see the the way editors are making these tough choices about what goes into their their precious news slot i i gather there were one or two things you learned from your colleague in the press team at your charity could you just give us a, a couple of the insights or lessons you learned from your colleague who do who does understand how these things work Yes, definitely. Um, I thought as a community fundraiser, I had to be resilient, but I saw a, a whole new level come when Alice, our um, press uh, person who worked on this, um, started to really knock on the doors of, of media outlets. And I think that's because she appreciated having sat on the other side of the table, you know, taking on uh, being a journalist. She knew that this was an incredible human interest story and she saw the value in the story. It wasn't that she was just trying to do her job and get Owen Charity's name mentioned out there in, in the press. She knew that this was about trying to get this amazing story um, and trying to make essentially memories for Carmela um, to, to be featured, you know, in, in, in Hello magazine uh, on the front cover. You know, that those are the sorts of things that where 
I would have said, oh, okay, then you don't, you're not interested. That's fine. That's when a, an, an email would ping back from Alice saying, no, let's, let's go for it. Let, let's really highlight something slightly different here and, and see why they're missing out and, and go back again. Um, and and offer, offering exclusivity is a really key thing as well. You know, so for all the different types of um, media outlet, you know, we, we would say, if you're able to get us on in the next few, you know, next 24 hours, we'll give you that interview, you know, as long as our supporter is happy uh, for, for the first long lead publication, such as the Hello magazine. If, if you want this story, you're going to have to say yes to us. You know, that kind of bargaining power, which um, didn't come naturally to me. But if you, but, but, but comes from the strength of having a, a multi-skilled team around us. We had, you know, you know, uh, less than 10 people, but we all had our own strengths and um, experience. And, and that was really something that helped drive this story forward, knowing the value of what you have and really championing, championing that um, kind of that, that persistence and tenacity saw us get quite a f- extra few um you know, mentions in different media outlets when we wouldn't have got it. Um, and just when you think the story is dying out, you know, we'd had the amazing Gal Gadot donation. We found a different angle. You know, we looked at, okay, we know that there's a huge comic um, community out there. We know that Hollywood news is just in, you know, uh, there's a whole um, enterprise around that uh, of feeding on, you know, different stories. So we would go to those people. Uh, and, and tap into the the DC comic community and say, look at this, Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot, can you give us some coverage about that? And we, and we found different pockets and communities out there that would be interested in this story, as I say, to kind of keep that fire going as, as long as it could. Thank you, Dan. And it seems to me there's all kinds of lessons we could take from this, but in the limited time, what are uh, last couple of lessons you took from this whole journey which you would not necessarily have known about uh, last year or five years ago yep certainly um a couple that spring to mind is as a fundraiser i was interested in obviously the donations raised so i was hitting that refresh on the just giving page and very thankful to see it go up and up uh one thing that i saw was that our biggest day of fundraising, which was over £6,000 in one day uh, from the £1,600 that, uh, sorry, 1,600 people that donated, um, was actually from when we were published just on the England's news on the BBC News website. So we'd had some amazing other days, such as uh, BBC Breakfast, as I mentioned, live on Channel 5 News. Uh, However, people at that point, although they may have their phone in their hand, are not directly connected to technology when they're watching the news. And by being uh, on the local uh, BBC News page, we were able to directly link through to the Just Giving page. And that's what drove donations. People were inspired at that moment. And I think you've got to capture them there and then. And they were able to click through and make that donation. Uh, And secondly, just on that Just Giving uh, page theme as well, once we'd had over a thousand people donate and the average donation was about £29, um, we downloaded on the the, uh, back end of Just Giving uh, the report. And I 
took all of the donation messages that people had been writing because we'd had them from all across the world and and they weren't just good luck they were they had some r- real content in them and i put them into a free website we used one called monkey learn but it's basically a word analysis website and it takes out all the filler and and, and the conjunctives and it left us with essentially like a word cloud of what were the most common things that people were were saying about carmela what was inspiring them to give and we could and what we saw was that they were using words like inspirational, impressive, you're strong, keep fighting, you're the real wonder woman. And we used that to structure our future press releases and how we were talking about Carmela because we knew those sorts of people were responding in that way and so we could make sure that we really hit the message home with other similar people. So it wasn't about triggering sadness uh, or heartache, it was that um you know, trialing against adversity. And we were using all of those emotions um, when we were talking about this incredible story. So that's really interesting, Dan. That's one reason why earlier in this conversation, you could say with with such conviction, why this story resonated more than some other uh, heroic stories, because you saw those 1,600 people telling you why they loved it in no uncertain terms, and that's the thing that came out. But secondly, this is a tactic that fundraisers could use for for lots of other things they're trying to promote, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I I think just trying to understand what is that trigger that is making people donate um, is incredibly powerful because then you can really hone in your message and and make it as simple as possible. Carmela's story at the start was quite complicated. She was trying to do different stages of the walk at different mileages to get to her location we stripped all of that back because we realized what was just inspiring was just that at one kilometer a day which is such a challenge uh people were inspired to give it wasn't about the grand total of kilometers or miles that she was hoping to cover it was about that very raw story and and that's just what we presented to people yes dan just one thing um i picked up on that you said uh, a moment before which i i thought was interesting is all the while you're working really hard and persistently on the one end to add value, um, uh, you were saying, you know, we, we must check in with Carmela and her family to see if this is what she wants to do. Do you want to say just a, a little bit more? Because it's quite a complex dynamic, isn't it? But obviously the charity is never going to want to do anything that, that is not in the supporters' interests. Definitely. I mean, as much as we're applying some fundraising tactics and principles um, to try and make this story um, perform as best it can, ultimately, we've always got the well-being of our supporter, you know, at the heart of what we're doing. And we want to make sure that they're comfortable with of what's going on and what the, and that they're in control, because as you hopefully have heard, things can snowball quite quickly. You know, this this was only over a period of, say, six weeks that this all happened and we raised £50,000. Um, and so that can feel quite an intense and period of time if there's media um, involvement in it. So we always had, um, you know, a, a regular check-in with the family where that whole team that I talked about previously at the charity uh, met uh, on a Zoom call Uh, or a phone call with um, uh, Carmela and her mum, Lucy, just to make sure that, you know, they were, they were, they were absolutely fine. um, And that they, they felt that they were still driving this. It wasn't out of control. Um, And, and I think ultimately, as we said, 
what we're able to gain from this is not only to fulfill Carmela's wishes that she raised well over £5,000, her target for the charity. She got some incredible experiences from this as well. And she's so comfortable and confident in front of the camera and speaking to the press that she really enjoyed it too. But I think that's a really important point that um, you, you do need to always constantly monitor that as well. Yeah. In terms of the bigger point, I hope that our listeners can see that there are some principles here which aren't just restricted to this kind of supporter or this kind of event. But actually, this is a story of spotting a wonderful opportunity in the best sense of the word uh, and then potentially deciding if and when to really go the extra mile to add value to it. And you could apply that to an event or a corporate partnership or anything really yeah i think you've always got to have that extra little something to give as much as you want every supporter to have a great experience with you you need to be able to roll out that red carpet for those things that just go absolutely above and beyond um and and that's something that we we look to do that kind of segmentation um is important in community fundraising because the most you know valuable commodity is time Uh, and i think that just helps you have some guiding principles as to to where you can invest your time for the benefit of the charity. Mm. Thank you, Dan. What we'll do is put in the episode notes for this one or two of those amazing pictures which you sent me of Carmela and what she achieved. Because uh, if our listeners look at those or maybe click through to the link, uh, I think it'll bring a smile to their face. Uh, but for now, Dan McNally, thank you so much for coming on to share the story. Um, I think what Carmela and her family have achieved and then what you've achieved to support her is really inspiring to me and I hope our our listeners enjoy it too and that they take some good ideas to help them in their own fundraising pursuits. So, Dan, thanks for coming on the podcast. I will catch up with you very soon. Thank you. So, I hope you enjoyed hearing about Carmela's fabulous achievements and the lessons that Dan learned through this journey. And if you did find it helpful, it would be amazing if you could take a moment to share it, either with colleagues or on social media, so that we can get these ideas and stories out to reach as many fundraisers as possible. Thank you very much for your help. If you'd like to see a picture and to read a bit more about Carmela's inspiring achievement, we'll put a link to the story in the episode notes, along with a full transcript of the episode. To find the notes, go to the podcast section of our website, which is brightspotfundraising.co. As I mentioned earlier, we've recently launched our new set of three flagship mastery programs in major gifts, in corporate partnerships, and in individual giving. These six-month programs start in the autumn of 2021, and by combining virtual masterclasses with personal one-to-one coaching to help you solve the problems and implement the powerful strategies, they're designed to help you take action and get results. To find out more, go to brightspotfundraising.co.uk forward slash services. If you enjoyed the episode today, do remember to subscribe to the Fundraising Bright Spots podcast today so that you never miss an episode. Dan and I would love to hear what you think about this one. We're both on LinkedIn and on Twitter, I am at Woods underscore Rob. Thanks so much for listening today. Good luck finding ways to maximise your fundraising opportunities. And I look forward to sharing another episode with you soon. Bye.